0: Walking through the mountains, I wander through the trees for most.
1: We are on air, and by we, I mean me, because it's just me, Sean Crawford, right here alone uh, in the studio on, uh, on, on Turnabout Night. I hope you're having a good night. I'm not sure if that increases our listenership or decreases it. I, I, I bet you that we don't have enough of a consistent listenership to even have a statistic like that. So that was a dumb comment for me. Sean Crawford on W N C H, eighty eight point one, the Gwyneth. Um Right now the time is five thirty two, uh, and and I I encourage you to to stick with me whether you are uh, on on your way to the dance or if you're not because I know a lot of people do not go to the dance. I, I I've never been to uh, a school dance outside of the uh, mixer freshman year, and uh, I I really do not regret it. Um. But nonetheless, let's let's get into some stuff you might want to hear about, um, or might not. I don't know. Just, please, please keep listening. Please keep listening. Um, I plead you to keep listening. Uh, we're going to start out the show with, with. Um, I, I'm always down for an excuse to play a song by the Dead Kennedys, and I have a great excuse this week, because they have recently come back into the news um, for... Turning down a offer to reunite and play Riot Fest. So if you're un- if you don't know about the backstory behind the Dead Kennedys and why they aren't together, uh, Jello Biafra, the lead singer, um, in in my opinion, the lifeblood of the band. He's he's really what gives the band all of its character, and he's he's the vocalist and has such he has a sing songy voice that really distinguishes them. Um, I mean, the rest of the in- the rest of the musicians are. They're talented musicians. Um, East Bay Ray has some fantastic riffs. Um, but really I am, I mean, I will just fall for anything that Jello touches, um, because he is able to make it so, I guess, dynamic in, uh, in a vocal sense. Uh, but that's, we're we're not, we're not talking about who I love more from musical standpoint. Well, I am, but, but I'm going to move on from that is what I'm saying. Um, Recently, oh sorry. So the the backstory behind why they're not together. Jello Biafra, who's the, who's the lead singer, he was sued by the rest of the band. Uh, there was some sort of accounting error or something. He was keeping track of the band funds, and uh, essentially he was either shorting them uh, some of some of the cash that they earned as a band. Um, either that, or he was like, I don't know, just made made a mistake. Either way. Um, the band sued him, got a bunch of money, broke up, and uh, then afterwards, Jello went off and he did his uh, solo stuff or his stuff with other bands such as Mojo Nixon and the Melvins and uh, who are the other big ones. Um, no Means No, that's one of my favorite. I have a, I have a copy of uh, The Sky is Falling and I Want My Mommy, which is great super underrated album, and all of Jello's stuff post Gad Catechides is super underrated, but I've said that a million times before on this show. Uh, anyways, he he goes off and he does all his solo stuff, and uh, the rest of the band keeps... I'm not sure if they uh, immediately kept touring or if they kind of got back together after a while, but anyways, they, they, they toured without Jello, and um, they started selling their music to do in commercials to put in commercials and and to to kind of embody a lot of the um I I, I don't mind if a band sells out that's not uh, too much of a concern to me unless it's a, a it's a super important part of the band's identity like if if Fugazi were to uh, to come back together to start putting um their music on commercials, then I would be like, well, that's not Fugazi. But other than that, like, I have no problem if, if you want to make money. Um, and and while, you know, Dead Kennedys had sort of an anti-capitalist stance on some things, I mean, I, I don't have much of a problem with that. The problem I have is that the band goes and they sell all their songs to commercials, and Jello, who's a member of the band, is, like, extremely opposed to that. He doesn't want his music being used to fund these kind of corporate endeavors. So, because... He's kind of very outside of that system. So he doesn't have the rights to the music. I mean, he still plays the music on tour, but I mean, I guess essentially that's a cover um, in, in a legal sense. I don't know exactly what the legality behind that is. Uh, but anyways, he the band kind of really kind of stomps all over the... Um, the morals and the ideals that the dead Kennedys held so closely. They're they're still touring without Jello, and Jello is touring with a band called uh, the Guantanamo School of Medicine. Um, again, great music to check out. Not not the current band I don't, at the band that's currently calling themselves the Dead Kennedys. I don't think that they're putting out any music um, except for like some cheap uh, rip offs of of uh, other Dead Kennedys songs, like the uh, the very regrettable. MP3s get off the web, which is a play of MTV get off the air. Um, and and speaking of M- MTV get off the air, which is off of Frank and Christ, um, and there was a whole another legal battle behind that, but uh, I'm not going to get into that. The song that I want to play is off of that album, um, but I like to use Spotify, and uh, what Spotify has, they do not have uh, most of the songs from Frank and Christ. However, they do have. Uh, uh, one song from Milking the Scared Cow, which is a live album by the Dead Kennedys. And uh, the one song that they have is the opener from that album, Frank and Christ. It is called Soup is Good Food. Um, And I'm going to play that song right now. And and if if you're not already in love with the Dead Kennedys, uh, I'm just going to allow you to fall in love with them now. So without further ado, this is Dead Kennedys Soup is Good Food. you know And that was Dead Kennedys with Soup is Good Food, off of uh, originally off of Frank and Christ, but that was a live version for you. Um, and, hope, and hopefully you like that. Hopefully you dig into the uh, Dead Kennedys discography. All of their stuff is a classic and uh, one of my favorite bands, second favorite band of all time, right behind Bond Music Industry, um, but, you know, up there. Um, anyways, we can't talk about Dead Kennedys all night as much as I would like to. Maybe, maybe one day, one day, I will do a full show uh, on the Dead Kennedys where we will just play Dead Kennedys and Jello Biafra, which will probably not happen. That was just an idea I had now and now thinking about it, it's, it's, it's not that great of an idea. But uh, anyways, it's, it's just something I could do potentially. So, we've got some new albums that came out over this these past couple of weeks that I would be interested in talking with you about. The first one is from a street punk band called The Virus. Uh The Virus I I'm going I'm going to figure out when they started coming out with music, but needless to say, they haven't come out with a new album in over 10 years. I think their last album was in 2003. Uh they they they're pretty pretty um you know, they're, they're, they're not, not necessarily new stuff, um, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And really, when it comes to street punk, um, a lot of times, the look is more important to the. a, a lot of these artists. I'm, I'm making a generalization, but that's one of the big components of street punk is that these, uh, these bands... Uh, Value their look a bit more than the music that they're making, and uh, that doesn't necessarily make for fantastic albums. Um, the 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 album in question, the one that came out this past week, first one in ten years, is uh, it's passable. Like it's it's a fine album uh, the first time through. It's you know I I, I kind of liked it the first time through, but it really does not stand. Um, multiple listens it's it's not worth multiple listens and it's really just as generic as you can get within that genre i I feel like if if you're new to a lot of that stuff like if you haven't listened to any casualties or the unseen or anything like it's, it, it'll probably sound fine but n- knowing the context that it's in it's nothing new it's nothing really all that interesting so with the instrumental aspect of it aside not being all all that special and i'll get back to some of the uh the instrumental flavors because sometimes it um it, it become it gets to the point where, where I can't just ignore certain aspects of these songs. But uh the focus seems to I, I would assume would be on the lyrics. Uh which are okay. They're they're okay. Um and it really depends. So the the album starts out with the song What Do You Want, which I feel like, you know, it's it's from musically like great great opener like i have no problem with that as an opener but given the context of the next song which is the title track system failure the theme the the way that system failure works i should i should i'm just going to rephrase this whole sentence cuz it's it's getting too complicated for me to try to finish uh anyways system failure kind of provides the thesis that a lot of this album kind of builds on with the the song system failure the title track um and so it's it's this but for whatever reason it's the second song on the album so that kind of leaves what do you want just kind of stagger like just kind of there it's 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 a energetic track it's uh you know it's it's kind of blood pumping but system failure really seems to be from a lyrical standpoint where the band is starting the album as in the bridge they kind of go into This this kind of chanting, like just chanting, just whatever um, global political issue they can think of, like poverty, homelessness, um, care for our elderly, and then everything that they say is is followed by some group vocals chanting failure. So, upon first listen, it's it's kind of cheesy. It's kind of it kind of seems like lazy lyric writing, a bit bit of a cop out. But they actually do expand upon some of the ideas that are mentioned in this chant, such as like terrorism um, in the song Bombs for Children. Uh, and, and so I, it, it makes the lyrics a bit less um, kind of dumb, uh, if I'm going to use a technical term. So... S- system failure, I wouldn't say would be a great opener from a musical standpoint. But if you look at the the lyrics and, and what the song is supposed to what what purpose the song is supposed to serve from a message, uh, as far as the message goes, it seems like it should be the opener. So then we go into breakdown, which is a song about P. P- I can't PTSD. Sorry, let me let me just get get these words out. Um, Make sure I can say these words before I say them, uh which it's an interesting topic, and I don't think that I see a lot of political music about p t s d so I'll give uh, the virus credit for that that they have they definitely have a lot of diversity within the album as far as the topics and the subject matter that they cover, but the i mean. When they, when they do cover songs, uh, cover topics like they do on uh, No Peace, which is just about U.S. going to war, they really have nothing new to say. It's really just kind of, um, it's really just almost filler lyrics. And it's a shame because I think No Peace is one of the better songs on this album. I'm just kind of jumping around the track listing. Uh, Verdicts is about the uh, prison system again. There's so much political music that that you could that's more eloquently written that that gets this message across a lot better. And the virus really kind of has nothing new to say, and they don't say it all that much better. Um, it's it's just kind of there because you know that's that's a problem. And then they also talk about incarceration for whatever. There's like a line on no peace where it's like you you lock up a third of your citizens and half of them never get out, but that. Like and I'm like, okay, that would be a powerful lyric if it if it was on Verdicts because that was what that song was about. But this song is about war, and that line just does not fit in here. I I don't know wh- why that line was there. Um, and so other than that, um, other songs that I wanna wanna touch on, Entitlement was a song that I thought it was a shame that song was extremely lazily written. Uh, both lyrically and instrumentally uh, because I thought that it had an interesting message that it was trying to get across about about like people thinking that they're the center of the world and and that they're um, so important when and and they say like and they they literally say you don't you don't make a difference and then a couple tracks later that's completely undermined where there's a sample starting out the song uh, burn it down which it says like, you you are the only thing that can stop this future. It describes some dystopian future, and they're like, you are the only person who can stop this from happening. And first of all, I can get I can get further into burn it down because I I will tear that song apart. Um, but that it, it first of all, it's not that's that's not even a real <laughs> realistic. Um, proclamation and and it's and it completely undermines the entire point of just two songs ago in the the track entitlement they're completely contradictory so we get to burn it down which is by far the worst I, I would say the weakest song but it's it's just straight up a bad song with these kind of arena rock very dry arena rock drums and this, this grating one note guitar lick that just keeps keeps hitting that one note in the background, and lyrics that are straight from an extremely angsty preteens' notebook, with the last more than more than a minute uh, at the end devoted to these group vocals chanting "the whole world sucks," and it's it's just it's it's completely ridiculous. It's it seems that seems like a, a, a like a cop out. Like they were just they they were just sick of this song, so they they decided. Well, we've only got a, a, a couple of minutes. Let's try to stretch this out a bit. We'll just have everything fade out, and then the whole world sucks. We'll chant for the rest of the song. And uh, it just does not go over well. It's, it's not a good song. Definitely the worst song here. Uh, I, I know I've said a lot of negative things about it, but I think that it is it's a fine album the first time through. Uh, I've really been hitting this album hard, and I don't think that its merits outweigh the uh the it's its weaknesses. I think that if I were to give this on a scale of ten, uh I would I would rate this as a four. You know, it's it's not terrible. Uh first time through, like definitely um probably won't have much of a problem. But the the very monotone, gargled um yelling vocals are really gonna start to grade on you. By the end of the album, that's that's all I say. So I'll uh, I'm gonna play a song. I'm gonna play one of the better songs. I think, um, "Breakdown," which is the song about PTSD. Um, and yeah, yeah. And then I'll, and I'll be right back, and I'll talk about a different album. Bye, guys. That was Breakdown by the Virus. Again, not a terrible album on its own merits, but it really grades on you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really grades on you by the end. It's it's There's really nothing all that new, and when there is something new, for example... Um, I can't even remember what the song was. I, I want to erase it from my mind. Uh, why can't I think of the song name? It's Burn It Down. It, I mean, that's... I, it's just... Just just not very good. Not very good, I don't think. Uh speaking of of uh Burn It Down, oh by the way, it's uh five fifty six PM on WNTH eighty eight point one the Gweneth, uh, I'm not a huge Lincoln Park fan, but they put out a new song this week. Uh and I didn't like that song either. But I wanna use this as a jumping off point to, to have a little conversation, to to use this as a little bit of a talking point to break up these these album reviews. Um because you've heard one, and I'm sure you're already sick of it. So, Linkin Park released a new song this past week. And uh, out of curiosity, because I had heard that it was interesting and, and different, uh, I went and I checked it out, and it was a very generic pop song. Like, it's, it's not even, like, pop rock. It's just something that you would hear in the top 40 today. It's, no, it's not nothing all that new. Um... Nothing all that special, except it's it's new for Lincoln Park because they're known for doing angsty new metal with with a bit of a, a rap rock twist to it, and they don't they don't do straight up pop songs. Uh, so so I I was I was intrigued. I went and I listened to it. It was not a good song. But what I'd like to talk about was uh, the comment section below, which I didn't delve too deep into. But the first comment on it was talking about how. People are hating on this song because it's new and it's different. And Linkin Park is just trying to be experimental, and you have to respect that they're being experimental. And I'd like to just kind of touch on the difference between being experimental and pop pandering. I, I don't know if that's a term, but, but it, se- it seems like it should be. Just pandering to a more mainstream audience. Because what Linkin Park is doing is nothing new. It's, it's new for them, but it is a sheer it's it's a, it's a, like an exact replica of anything that you would hear on the radio today or at the top of the charts it it's kind of minimalistic kind of echoey they've got kind of the snaps and the trap influence going and it's it's it, yeah it's it's nothing it's nothing special absolutely nothing special and pe- people who want to find the best in their favorite artists will ...often defend changes... ...as them being experimental... And, ...and trying to experiment... ...but that's not what they're doing... ...because there's no merit... ...to experimenting by doing the exact same thing... ...that somebody else is doing... There is ...there might be a bit of merit... ...to experimenting if you are coming... ...from a different angle... ...you want to kind of take a shot... ...at another type of music... ...but keep some of your element in there... ...and, and have that combination... ...so like even, even if... ...for example... Um, Aesop, uh, I can't say their full names too edgy to air, uh, which was the band before uh, Bound Music Industry that Jeff Rosenstock was in. They did an entire album covering Radiohead songs in a ska form, and uh, the album is terrible. But that's kind of the joke. It's it's just complete. It's just a giant mess. Uh, but but they're all ska songs, kind of ska punk. It's 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 a, it's fun. It's fun. It's it's um, a cluster of fun as we'd like to call it but um yeah so so they they're they're coming at these songs that are already out there that somebody's already written but they're doing it in a in a interesting new way they're adding their own element because they're coming from a Scott punk background now what linkin park is doing here it's not a it's not a cover but they're basically taking from another uh, elements and and a style that is kind of out of their typical comfort zone and they are just kind of replicating that. And they're not adding any of their um, any of their kind of previous musical stylings. And not that I, I would want that, not that that would make that a better song, but that's not experimenting. And you have to realize that sometimes it's not because a, an artist wants to make an interesting artistic choice. It's just that they want to do they they just want to uh make more money. And as I said, it's fine fine to want to make more money. Just just make more money. Don't be deceptive. Don't don't rip people off. Don't be a jerk or anything. Just if if you want to make more money, you can do that. I mean, just, just start start a different band or something. I don't know. I, I I'm sick of of seeing people who are are too attached to their old band to to, to their old favorite band to uh, have any criticism of them. And you know, sometimes I'm I'm a bit guilty of that. Um I might have although I still think that that new Jeff Rosenstock album is fantastic. Um I tried to kind of diminish my expectations as much as I could and be as critical as I could of it because I knew that he was already an artist that I liked. And so what you have to do going into a situation where you have a an artist doing something new is you've got to you've got to go into it as critical as critically as possible um because otherwise you're just going to end up defending something that's not worth defending so with that i'm going to play let's see i'm going to see if i can find uh Aesop's radiohead covers and see if i can find a cover for you to for for me to play to you um this is a cover of paranoid android uh originally by radiohead being covered by asob bye Of that cover, but I, I felt like that was a good time to cut it off. Uh, again, it is six oh five on WNH eighty eight point one? That's the FM station, the Gwyneth. If you want to come back to the station, remember that's eighty eight point one FM. Write it down. If you're driving, um, wait till you get to a stoplight and write that down, or have somebody else write it down in in your car, um, and or, or or just do it on the highway. I have no problem with that. I am not responsible though for any repercussions that that may have. Uh, listen folks, I my voice, I and mean, not my voice, my mouth is, is what I'm looking for, which isn't the same as my voice. Is very dry. Um and my breath is is terrible right now and I'm getting it all over the mic. So what I want to do right now is I want to get a drink of water. Um so what I, and and to not leave dead air time, uh, I'm going to play a fairly long song, not too long, but like, you know, enough for me to go and get some water and leave the studio unattended for a bit. So the song I'm going to play, I've I've been listening to um, a, a lot of uh, Black Flag recently. Um, fantastic '80s hardcore classic '80s hardcore act. Uh, if you have not listened to much Black Flag, this is your chance. Uh, one of the, I mean, the most important figures in a crossover, thrash, as well as just straight-up hardcore punk. Um, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but uh, the the uh, website that I'm working for, Punk News, is uh, I'm not working for, but just kind of writing for, just as, as a little bit of a hobby. Check out my review of the virus. It should be up tomorrow. Uh, I submitted it, but I'm not sure when it's going up. But it, it pretty much says all the things that I said with less awkwardness uh, in in its in the way that it speaks because I wasn't just doing it off the cuff uh, I was I was actually writing it out and editing it which I cannot do when I talk live for you on the air uh, but anyways uh, I was talking about I brought that up because uh, I was talking about punk news which is doing a black flag week um, and I'm not sure if that's this week or in a couple of weeks it's in February um you know this is your chance to learn about a bill about a bleh, bleh. Blah, blah. Uh, I've been talking too much. I need water. This is your chance to uh, learn a bit about Black Flag. If if you have not listened to much of them, they. I'm going to play a song off of My War, which isn't my favorite Black Flag album, but it's probably their most critically acclaimed one. Uh, I'm more of a fan of Damage, just because there's more songs that I can look at on that track listing and be like, yes, that that song. Uh, but Black. Um, my War is a uh, much, much more critically acclaimed album. uses a lot of elements of kind of experimental jazz. And it's still a fantastic list. It, it, I, I think most people would consider it their, uh, their best worth, the, the epitome of Black Flag. So this is the title track uh, off of it. I know it's cliche. It's one of their most popular songs. But this is the title track and the opening track off of My War. It is just called My War uh, on WNCH 88.9. The Gweneth. I'm Sean Crawford. The Time is 808 608 not 808 Um, and the song that I'm going to play is Black Flags My War I will come back and I will be more hydrated
2: My brain, with me every day, drives me insane.
1: And that was the Dead Kennedys with My War. I'm slightly more hydrated now, and I'm ready to do a- another album review. Uh, the album that I'm going to review next is by The Bomb Pops. It's called Fear of Missing Out. The Bomb Pops are uh, a California skate punk uh, act. They're, they've recently been signed to Fat Records. Um, fat Rec Chords, if you want to be technical. It's three words. Fat, rec, and chords. Um, but yeah, that's that's not important. I mean, it is important because if you're familiar with the Fat Records sound, uh, that's that's basically uh, the Bomb Pops fit pretty well into that. Uh, this this kind of skate punk, very melodic, um, can get you know pretty pretty fast and uh, a, a little bit technical, but um, you know just just kind of fun, bright melodies, um, and you know it's 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 pretty poppy um and it's it's fem- it's a female fronted band which you don't see too often um especially in this subsection of punk you've got like the bands like the Distillers and the Distillers do really well because and it's killing me that i don't know her name um but the lead singer of the Distillers uh she kind of has this kind of smoked out voice it kind of it kind of sounds it's a, a bit gravelly like it's it's past it's kind of past its prime um, and that kind of adds a little bit of an edge to it, which sometimes I feel like can can be lost um, with with some female vocalists. Because you know, when you have in a lot of punk music, you kind of have to have that edge to to fit the um, the kind of aesthetic of the music. Um, so you've got like the Distillers, and you've got Bad Cop, Bad Cop, which is kind of. Um, an example of the, the opposite of the spectrum I think where their their vocals are a lot more sugary a lot more clean uh, and, and s- that can kind of make it seem a bit uh, bland sometimes I feel like and what the Bomb Pops do on this album is they do stick with that um, as far as the vocal delivery is for the most part it's very sugary very clean very kind of um, very. there's a little bit of a pop appeal there uh, but at the same time, the instrumentation behind it is so well done that 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 kind of becomes irrelevant, and it's just good music. It's it's a good album, um, although I do think that you know it has its faults. So let's 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 get right into uh, some some of the songs that I'm interested in talking about. Uh, Be sweet. Was an interesting one. One that one that I I really liked stuck out to me. Kind of has a bit of a teenage bottle rocket vibe to it at the beginning, uh, but it the the verses almost remind me a bit of the Lawrence Arms. Some some lyrics and in uh, the in the um, the chord progression, uh, seems like something that the Lawrence Arms would do, or or one of the uh, offshoots to of that band, like the Falcon. Uh, it 's got one of those chord progressions that I will say, even though i 'm a big fan of the Lawrence Arms, they do kind of reuse some chord progressions and and some of their songs can be a bit repetitive, although recently they 've been kind of condensing all of their best work into their um, into their albums under the name the Lawrence Arms and kind of putting everything else uh, over to over on side projects, which is why they come out with releases so infrequently um But anyways, uh, "Be Sweet" kind of starts out with that teenage bottle rocket vibe. Uh, The verses, both in the melody and the chord progression, and also as also in um, the lyrics, it seems like something that Brandon Kelly you would hear Brandon Kelly writing. So I'm going to play this song "Be Sweet" off of "Fear of Missing Out," give you a bit of a sense of what this album sounds like, and I'll get right back to you here on WNTH eighty eight point one, and I'll uh, be. I'll be talking a bit more about the Bomb Pops. On WNTH eighty eight point one, the Gwyneth, um, and I was talking about the Bomb Pops record right before, uh, right before I left you with that song. So, and you, you can see it's kind of it's kind of a, uh, or at least here, um, that it's it's pretty poppy. It's pretty, um, you know, just just very kind of sweet melody driven, and there's not too much of an edge to it. But at the same time, I don't think that that's the main uh goal of the record to have that edge and I don't think that it it really props itself up on that I think that there's just a lot of good songwriting and um i think that the album you know while while nothing all too special it's it's a it's a good listen it's uh something something that i, I just said it's not too special but at the same time i think that it it's it it gives me something a, a bit new from from what i've typically been listening to, even if it has some of those, um, you know, s- some of those generic elements in there. Um, I think I might play another one more song, which is to kind of demonstrate that the other thing about this album is there is a lot of diversity, um, even though the production choices stay very similar. So... Uh, you've got like a song like that which kind of has a Ramones core type feel um, you know it's pop punk but not like the modern You know, it's not like a contemporary pop punk where it's like it's, it's uh, easy core uh, I cannot stand most easy core it's kind of more back to the basics Ramones type stuff Dead Boys type stuff um, that we got here so I'm going to play Jerk by the Bomb Pops which is a bit more of a garage rock a bit more of a noise rock type of song Right here on WNTH. back on WNCH 88.1 The Gwyneth. Um, I was just talking about the Bomb Pops, but there is a song that is coming up on the automated playlist. You know, a lot of times the automated playlist has some pretty uh, bad songs sometimes, but but this song coming up, I'm, I'm really excited for it. And, you know, it's a bit spontaneous, but I'm just going to play it because it's going to come on in about 35 seconds. And uh, I, 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 I can't I can't miss it. Uh, so real quick, wrap up about the bomb pops in exactly 25 seconds. Um, I think that this album's good, S- maybe 6.5 to a seven. Um, nothing all too, all too unique about it, but it's 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 worthless. It's a worth a listen if, if you're looking for something new. Um, and with that, this is a song that's gonna play on the automation in nine seconds by At the Drive-In. It's called Pattern Against User. Is it ever And that was at the drive in pattern against user. Um again that was just something that was playing on the automated playlist, so I was just like I had forty seconds between the end of that bomb pop song and that uh, at the drive in song. I had forty four seconds to uh to cue that up because I, I I was like, ooh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take advantage of this opportunity. And at the drive in is more relevant than ever this year. Um, I'm super excited for them to release a new album they haven't officially announced that they are releasing a new album but they have announced that they have uh released a new song they released that last fall um so that's kind of old news but interestingly enough that that this this happened to come up on the automated playlist uh it's it's like a sign it's it's a sign from the uh the emo post hardcore gods um that that uh that on this same day, After in has posted a very cryptic video that's only 12 seconds. Um, I'm going to play this for you because why not? Um, this is After Driving, a video that they posted on Facebook. So that was literally it. Uh, sounds like there's a bit of background vocals in there, uh, some sort of feedback, like it's the beginning of, of a song. Um, and I have no idea what it means. They've, they've released no uh, context beyond that video. Um, that's all that they uh, added in. So um, pre- pleasant surprise there. At the drive-in, if you haven't checked them out, uh, please go listen to um, why can't I th- Relationship of Command. Uh, it's the they're, it's their uh, the epitome of at the drive-in. All of their albums are great. Um, although their first album, some of the songs seem to be a bit of a Fugazi rip-off. I have no problem with that. Um, as I've stated before, I uh, I love Fugazi, but I I can just have Fugazi playing Fugazi songs. I don't need at the drive-in to do that. Um, anyways super excited for this new album cuz later in their career I just I just want to clarify later in the career they come into their own um really embrace the kind of emo singing style and um just they I mean they they're one of one of the definitely one of my most anticipated albums cuz just just so much creativity such such a uh, creative force at the drive in is um, so with that out of the way, because I've uh, talked about my I've had my mandato- mandatory at the drive-in talk as I do every every week on this show. Um, so so enough of at the drive-in. Uh, I'm I'm there was a new album that I just listened to today, and uh, full disclosure, I've only listened to it once. So this is this is a bit of a hot take on this album, um, but it really caught me by surprise. So I was looking at my Spotify release radar. Uh, this morning, usually I, I give it. I, I I take a peek every uh, Friday night or Saturday morning, so that I have uh, at most twenty four hours to get that listened to and formulate an opinion that I can express on the air. Uh, that's 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 how much I love you guys. Even if you don't ever uh, ever ever keep coming back to the show. That's my dedication that, that I, I, lis- I listen to music and then I form opinions on it really fast. That's a sacrifice I made for you. Um. Anyways, Har- there there was a, a song that came up in there that really caught me off guard by Harley Poe because I was certain that Harley Poe had broken up like a year or two ago. They they played their last show on Halloween night and, uh, you know, that was that. That was their, their big ending. But... Uh, Went and looked at their Facebook page, and uh, apparently they they did just just a couple weeks ago. They did one final reunion show in uh, Indiana. It's just kind of a one off thing. And to yesterday, they released uh, a new album called "Lost and Losing It." So if you're not familiar with Harley Poe, they're they're a bit of a anti folk or folk punk act. Uh, although folk punk doesn't fit them as much. So it's just kind of. In the same scene as a lot of bands that are more directly folk punk, like Andrew Jackson Jihad, currently known as AJJ, but when they were doing folk punk stuff, they were Andrew Jackson Jihad um, and Ramshackle Glory and stuff like that. But they're, Harley Harley Poe is more kind of they they have. Um, I guess if you wanna if you wanna have uh, if you wanna tie it back in its in its kind of punk influence, if you wanna justify the po- po- folk punk. Uh, label put on it. There it, there does seem to be quite a bit of inspiration from the Misfits and their whole get-up. They are kind of a horror music outfit. And they do it very well, I have to say. I'm going to play a song that's not from the new album uh, shortly. It's called The Corpse Song. Wait, no, The Hearst Song. That's, that's not what it's called. Um, it's called The Hearse Song. And I think it's just... It's one of those songs, you ever listen to a song, and it just kind of gives you the chills, like it, it really gets you, and uh, and forces you to think about your existential, existential de- demise, your, um, you know, the, the, the unstoppable creep of death, and uh, really just face that, and, uh, you know, it just makes you stop for a second, and you're like, whoa, this, this, this song, I want to listen to this again, I, I hated listening to this Made me super uncomfortable, but I want to listen to this song again. Uh, that's basically what the Hearst song by Harley Poe did for me. Uh, and this this whole album, great kind of holiday, Halloween um, little project here. I know that we are as far away from Halloween as possible, but with the drop of this album, and I've been listening to it, uh, today it, it feels like it's Halloween all over again. I'm getting back into the spirit. The weather is uh, becoming more autumn-like, although it feels a lot better to be outside than it does in autumn. I don't know what it is about the uh, weather. I'm not a, a a weather person or anything. I don't know much about that. Uh, I've gotten way off track. Uh, I'm going to play the Hurt Song by Hurley Poe, and uh, later I'll play some stuff off the new album. But this is uh, the, a song off of Satan's Sex, and Regrets by Harley Poe.
3: sheet from your head down to your feet they put you in a big black box and cover you up with dirt and rocks and all goes well for about a week and then your coffin begins to leak and the worms crawl in the worms crawl out the worms play pinochle on your snout Toes, a big green worm with rolling eyes crawls in your stomach and out your eyes. Your stomach turns a slimy green and pus pours out like whipping cream. You spread it on. Their friends and their friends too They all come down to chew on you And this is what it is to die I hope you had a nice goodbye Did you ever think as a hearse goes by That you may be the next to die And your eyes fall out and your teeth decay
1: And that was Harley Poe with the Hearst song. Um, do you feel squirmish a little bit there? I, I always feel squirmish listening to that song. And it uh, makes me extremely uncomfortable. But uh, it's, it's quite the sensation. And, and it, for a song to have that much of a physical effect on you, you've got to give um, Harley Poe some credit for that. Very um, well done for what it was going for. Anyways, this, this new album by Harley Poe, I'm not sure if it's their last album they they still seem to be broken up even though that they they've done like one reunion show that was like a one off and, and now they've got an album. It might be their last album, I don't know. But um I thought that it was I, I obviously I haven't I honestly I haven't listened to much Harley Poe. I've listened to that album that the hearst song is off, I've listened to a few of the other singles, um and I like them a lot, but it's really something that kind of has to be confined to the 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 holiday that it seems to be celebrating because it really does fit best during that time. Um, needless to say, this is still great music, a great album that they put out in uh, February, a few months off there, but still. Uh, a lot of these songs, I gotta say, it's 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 11 tracks and it's 50 minutes. So some of these songs, I feel like they could they could have been cut down a bit. Persevere, the opener is I think six minutes and. It's it doesn't do all that, it it doesn't take any different path. It doesn't seem like like it it, it kind of changes a bit uh, the dynamics, but the song structure there is still kind of the same. So it it's just kind of it's just kind of rolling on. They could have cut that down, but there's a few other songs that they could have cut down. But then um, I mean I guess the very next song, and I think I'll play this for you. Lost Soul takes advantage. It has a longer runtime, but it kind of. It, it, it goes in a different direction. It has multiple parts. It's a bit more dynamic at its core. And so it kind of justifies its runtime. Um, and that's the biggest complaint that I have with this album. It is a bit long, and I feel like it could have been shortened down a bit. Uh, again, that's just a hot hot take on it because I've only listened to this once. But some of these... A lot, I don't think this. Too many songs that I would say straight up need to be cut. Again, it's only eleven songs, but I think that the songs structure needs to be cut down a bit. Um, On the contrary, I'm gonna play "Lost Souls" right here for you, which which does do um, do its four minutes and twenty three seconds just it it does do that runtime some justice. So here is "Lost Souls."
3: Tell her not to leave, it's okay Tell her to stay A while and pray you know we sacrifice You know that we are loved so much I don't care if you've been touched By another man. I seek the answers I'm not sure that I'm allowed to know Look at me, mama, are you praying for me? My faith ain't what it used to be I'm having some trouble getting over her love Telling me to focus on things above. Look at me, Daddy. What do you see? A little mama's boy displaced from reality. Something that the world could never touch We became tainted, innocence lost Our new lives that we lead came at a cost I hope it was worth it I hope your life is great You know you deserve it And I deserve my fate For letting you go (laughs) Well <laughs>
1: And that was Harley Poe, Harley Poe, with the Lost Souls. Uh, the time is six forty-four. It's a, uh, it's about uh, now ten seconds from six forty-five. So uh, hang in there for six forty-five when it will be fifteen minutes until the end of the show. I'm Sean Crawford. You're listening to WNTH eighty-eight point one, Winnetka, in in Winnetka, and I was talking about the new Harley Poe album. Uh there's I think a lot of interesting things to dissect here and I haven't I haven't been able to go too deeply into that. I'll be writing I've already called dibs on writing a review of, of this on Punk News. So if you want to see that, uh stay tuned over the next week and uh I'll I'll will be submitting that. But just off the bat, there's a lot of interesting um I mean so so at its on, on the outside, on surface level, there's kind of a lot of very um kind of standard stuff across the entire album. The way that the prominent instruments, you you got like a guitar with it sounds like the strings are a bit kind of loosely tuned. And maybe you've got it sounds like you've, you've got a snare uh being played with some brushes in the background to give it kind of a dry, maybe a bit more of a skeletal feel. But they've got some uh, uh, they've got some. uh more soulful instrumentation, kind of mixed in there. These these chimes that you'll sometimes hear, and some sometimes you'll have these uh, background vocals that'll just be going like just just elongated o's. Uh, a, a lot of f- there's a female vocal part that comes up on a lot of these, and I'm gonna play a song later uh, called Demons. Uh, this is not the Lawrence Arms song, but still a pretty good song. I I still like the Lawrence Arms song more. Uh, anyways, that that song has a kind of childish. Um, well, they, uh, they literally have a child talking about demons at the end, but it's also got kind of a, a childish, maybe a little bit of a nursery rhyme feel to it at at a certain part uh, where they kind of play with that to add to add a bit to the to the creepiness of the atmosphere, and a lot of this. Um, Kind of depends on the atmosphere. It, it's really trying to create a pretty creepy picture, which is which is interesting. I mean, they they're they're, they're sticking to their to their uh, what they know best, which is creating that atmosphere. And um, but at the same time, a lot of these songs don't straight up have a gimmick. Like it's not like about a werewolf or like they had uh, songs about. In, in some of their other albums or like specifically about being like a cannibal or about being dead. It, a lot of these are just like typical human themes. And then if you look a little closer into it, you're like, wow, this is really demented and uh, messed up. So they haven't lost the kind of demented imagery, but they've, they've kind of incorporated it into, like for example, the first song "Persevere," where it's talking about how you know just whatever life throws at you, you gotta persevere. You gotta you gotta work your way through it. And um, and I think the first example they give is like you know you just find your dog and in your back in your backyard he's dead, and you just have to go to school. And 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 I mean just just persevere. And and so it makes you pause for a second. You're like, whoa, wait, wait, wait. Say something about your 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 dog dying, and then he's he's on to the next thing. Like he's he's talking about something else that you got to just work through. Normal human things, um, which is which is very well exemplified on "We're All Human." Uh, literally talking about how you know we're all human. We all make mistakes, but the mistakes that he's talking about on this song are not like normal human mistakes. The the there's a few exceptions, though. Of course, "Demons" is an example of a song that's just kind of a straight-up um, horror-themed song. It picks a specific topic in horror, which is dem- demons and, and demonic forces, uh, and it has a bit of it, it. It has a bit of a more minimalistic, a bit more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I I, I can't I can't think of uh, the word. That I'm looking for. and it, it sounds like another song from uh, earlier in the discography, and I can't remember what. Uh, that Lost Souls song that I just played. Um, the one thing about that, I, I have to say, it sounds very um, familiar, and it sounds a lot like I'm a Killer, uh, which is a great song, and it's part of the reason I think I like Lost Soul so much. Um, but it, it, other than the chorus, like... Which which takes a more mellow approach. It kind of holds out a bit. Um, Lost soul kind of seems like a bit of a rebranding of "I'm a Killer," and it's uh, it's it's not as catchy. It doesn't stick in your head as much. Uh, through this entire show, I've had "I'm a Killer" stuck in my head, and I highly recommend you listen to that song. But I can't play it for you myself because uh, unfortunately, it's too edgy to air. But I'm going to play a song called Demons uh, by Harley Poe off of the new album that just dropped yesterday. And it might be their last album. I don't know. But I I think that 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 might be wrapping up my review of them. So this is Demons. technical difficulty sometimes spotify just decides to glitch out on me but that covered a lot of the um interesting parts that i I wanted to discuss about that song by harley poe demons um mainly like the and and i forgot about some some of these these nuances um that the track has that I, i really like um including the um the whispered vocals and and the the intensity that grows in them. Uh, there's there's a lot of passion behind it, and it, it almost reminds me of uh, so, some emo singers. Kind of kind of ha- it, it gives a, a similar feel. Um, there's definitely a lot of there's there's a lot of intensity in those uh, choices from a from a delivery standpoint, and um, and also just the um, the kind of the 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 chanting in the background the the fun the fun little uh chanting in the background but it's it's kind of contrasted with this really dark instrumentation a lot of minor chords and it kind of gives it it, it gives it a a, a bit of a, a a more demented feel i also like how kind of the 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 choices that they use um in delivering those those kind of more more cheerful, happy, playful little um, bites. It it sounds like it's out of a Christmas song, specifically whatever song they, they composed for the beginning of Elf. There's there's an effect there that um, it, it's I, I don't know. I really like I really like the way that they that they uh, they worked that out. Uh, anyways, that was that was Harley Poe um, with with his album demons or their album demons might be their last one um as far as other I, i'm, I'm con- i was considering playing without your love um i'm I'm not i don't think I'm gonna play that song just because I've played a lot of harley Poe already but that is a fantastic way uh that they that they decided to end the album so I'm just gonna play a, a bit of a classic uh, a bit of an oldie because I've, I've, i mean not an oldie but but, you know, not, not new, because I've been playing a lot of new stuff, and also Dead Kennedys, uh, which, which is not new. But, anyways, I'm going to play so- a song by The Lawrence Arms, which is called Quintuple Your Money. I've talked about The Lawrence Arms a few times in this episode, and I feel like it's only just for me to play them. Uh, and hopefully Spotify does not just glitch out on me like it did last time. Sorry about that. If you're enjoying that song, check out the album. Because it's worth listening. Again, that song I played was called Demons. It's WNCH 88.1. Uh, I'm Sean Crawford. This is 3 Cents Worth. And this is Lawrence Arms with Quidtuple Your Money. Yeah!
4: Abortions for all. No! No! Very well. No abortions for anyone. No! No! Hmm. Abortions
3: for some. Miniature American flags for others. Yeah!
2: There's a letter at my mother's house. Came with a folded flag. It said, "Right now, I'm coming."
1: the air, uh, we're just finishing up here. We've just got three more minutes left on the program, um, and then then we're we're gonna we're gonna finish up. So um, yeah, we kind of got through everything that I was I was interested in covering. Uh, thanks for sticking with me. If you did, if you want to hear this episode again, or you want to hear other episodes we did, we have our podcast on iTunes, which is just three cents worth, uh, or three cents worth radio show. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I forget exactly what it's registered under And with that we're going to go to the automation Because there's a deer hunter song uh, That's going to play soon um, I don't pick the music Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad I just like to clarify Whenever I edit the podcast uh, I just leave a little bit of the music in there So I don't have just, just a cold open uh, But sometimes it's pretty weird stuff And, and I like that about it um, Anyways, here is the next song on the automation And I'm going to be signing off right now Uh Bye
4: the voice of nutria <laughs> <gasps>